New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You too can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support. I'm Justine Willis-Toms. Today I'm hosting Cheryl Crowder, and she's a marriage and family psychotherapist who works with cancer survivors, and she is the author of Surviving the Storm, a workbook for telling your cancer story. Cheryl, welcome to the New Dimensions Cafe. Thank you, Justine. Your work goes beyond the medical. There's so much available to us as far as the medical diagnosis and treatment. But what you're doing is going beyond that. You're going into the psychological and the emotional part of cancer survivorship. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, So can you say something about that work and why it's so important? Right. It grew out of my own experience with cancer. It also specifically grew out of my involvement with survivorship committees. Uh, Several years ago, it became, uh, in order to get credentialed as a cancer center, you needed to show that you had a survivorship plan. So I was asked to be uh, the psychology emotional consultant to uh, a group in, in Oakland and Berkeley. And what I noticed on distress screenings and on all these plans was that there were these little checkboxes, and there was a very, very small segment for the emotional aspect. The first question I was asked on a survivorship care plan was, what kind of chemotherapy did you have? (laughs) And I thought, hmm, I think maybe there's a little more to this. So my passion then became, okay, how can we create something beyond the little check boxes and open this up so there's a narrative approach for people to process and at least incorporate, if not integrate at this point. I mean, my hope is at some point, mind, body, spirit will all be integrated. It'll be like, well, a no-brainer, but we're not there yet. So I'm hoping that by incorporating the emotional and the psychological into these plans, into even the consciousness of people who are asking about distress, that that would then make some headway to start treating the whole person. So after, let's say, cancer treatment or any major treatment, Mm -hmm. especially something so radical. Like a life-threatening illness. Uh Yeah, Mm -hmm. or or even, I guess, heart surgery, Mm -hmm. open heart surgery Mm -hmm. could be called that, Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. there could be other, you know, Mm -hmm. liver disease or even diabetes, Mm -hmm. you know. If we have this, and then afterwards we've been treated, and then if we're distressed or feeling anxious or even depressed... It's not acceptable. It's, you know, get over it. This is changing, but it was looked at as pathology, even like, well, statistically, the people who get depressed or have problems, you know, they had a history of depression. And I really take issue with that. This is a stressful, depressing, distressing, horrific experience. And yes, you're going to feel all kinds of things like that. It's not pathological. (laughs) So what do you find in coming on 40 years Mm -hmm. of working with people who have this kind of distress and diagnosis in their life? What do you find is helpful? 
Well, again, I haven't worked with cancer that long, but I have worked foundationally from a framework of non-pathology. So it's been my foundation throughout my work, looking not at people as something is wrong with you and it's a pathological problem. It's looking at the whole person, who you are, what gets in the way of being who you are. So coming from that framework then informed the work with cancer. For me, just approaching a human being with that it makes all the difference. If you see somebody as a diagnosis, if you see somebody as a problem, then, well, of course, that's going to color and flavor everything that goes on. But if you see another person, you say, well, who are you? What brings you here? What do you want? What are you hopes? You know, you tell me. And then I, at this point, am a really experienced uh, uh, companion. <laughs> and I'm not afraid of the dark realms. We can go and sit there that's fine. I'm not going to freak out. I'll walk along right alongside you. I think that also is something that people feel. And that is a way in which then gives them a way to go, oh, okay, well, I'm not alone here. I'm reminded of a story that you tell when you had your own cancer uh, evaluation. Mm -hmm. So you're in the, the office of the person who's doing the evaluation. And they're turned toward their computer screen. Mm -hmm. They're asking mm -hmm. you questions and typing mm -hmm. in everything. And finally, he asks you, would you rather have a male or female follow-up mm -hmm. physician? Mm -hmm. And say what you told that person. I said, well, I really don't care if it's a man or woman. I just want a human being. <laughs> and what was his response? Well, it was really an interesting moment because he then completely changed. He turned to face me. He let go of the computer. And by, by the end of that time, I knew about everything that was going on in his life. I knew what he wanted to do. I know his dreams. I knew his passions. And we had formed this relationship. All it took was for that to be, again, part of the conversation. And that's what we're talking about here. It's a conversation. Having a conversation. Mm -hmm. So I'm also thinking about, like, we're talking about the gift of cancer, let's say, and about going to gratitude, mm -hmm. you know, to find gratitude and mm -hmm. all of that. But I think that, and you mentioned this in, in your book, I think there's a step mm -hmm. before gratitude, and mm -hmm. that step is curiosity. Mm -hmm. Authentic gratitude is a process, and it's going to take some time to get there. I am a huge advocate of curiosity. As someone who has been uh, really privileged for all my, really basically all my adult life to uh, be alongside people who are working to find out who they are. I like people. I'm curious about them. I'm curious about what happens to them. And when you bring a curiosity to others and to yourself, I, it's just amazing what can open up. I've worked a lot in um, supervising people and mentoring people, consulting with people. And that's my first thing I say to them. You know what? Number one, you have to be curious. You have to care. You have to be curious about that person in front of you. And of course, bottom line, if you're curious about yourself, you care about yourself, you never know what you're going to find. You never know what you can discover. It's whole worlds can open up. And that's how gratitude, I believe, is really authentic. It's, it's a world that opens up. I think particularly when we've gone through something that 
just really takes us to very deep places and very frightening places. I feel gratitude is a real way to deal with fear, actually. It really helps if you can get through the fear and then get to the other side. Oftentimes you find a sense of gratitude, like, whew, you know, here I am. So let's talk a moment about fear and bringing fear out of the closet. I think the first thing is just to notice, oh, wow, fear. It's really present. Sometimes it's important to have a conversation like, oh, well, what, you know, what are you, why are you here? What, what are you telling me? What's going on? Other times, depending on the quality of the fear, sometimes I say to my fear, and I help other people do this, sometimes you've got to get tough with fear. You know, if it's four in the morning, I'm tired, something's going through my mind that, you know, I'm like, you know what? You, you need to go away. You have to get out of here now. It's enough now. <laughs> enough is enough. I like enough it. is enough. Like enough it. is enough. Right. It's time to go now. So I, all the way from having a conversation, acknowledging to getting really tough with fear at times. So I really like that, Cheryl, that you're not saying it's, it's one size fits all no. occasions. No. That you, you kind of say, okay, is this fear really appropriate right now? Do I need a dialogue at four o'clock in the morning? <laughs> or do I need to say, okay, right. just shut it down? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and that's, again, that process of beginning to know yourself well enough to know. It's like, oh, this fear is really important. I've even sometimes gotten up and written about it or said, you know, wait a minute, this is something I need to look at. Like maybe you've come out of a dream oh. and maybe you need to write that dream down. Write the or dream down or, or write the thought down right. or write whatever mm -hmm. image has come. It's like, this is important as opposed to other times when it's like, you know what? <laughs> this is obsessive. Yeah, I, I really need to get some sleep here. <laughs> right. You know, it's right. Like, yeah. Yeah. I really like that. It's like really getting to know yourself. Yes. And I think that with your your workbook, because that's what it is. Yes. It's a workbook. I mean, there are places and spaces that you actually do writing. Yes. And your questions you come up with that help guide some of these writings are just wonderful. Oh, and let's suppose that we get your workbook and we've done some writing. Would you suggest that we find maybe a group with whom we can share some of this. Is, is that appropriate? Yes. What do you think? I think it's a very personal choice, telling a story, and then the other half of that is being witnessed for your story. Mm -hmm. And that is an important part. I think part of the completion is to be heard and to be witnessed. So for some people that may be picking somebody, and I always suggest, you know, make sure whoever you pick is someone that you know is going to be open don't pick somebody that's not going to be able to listen. Or picking someone that, that just wants you to get over it and, exactly. and get beyond exactly. it. And they don't. Somebody who can really be patient and hear you where you are. Yeah, just be present and meet you where you are. Yeah. When I've done this in groups, it has been, again, very surprising. People who maybe have written and told their stories before, each one has come up with something that surprised them. And to me, that's always, that's that curiosity piece again. Like, wow, I didn't know that was there. It's very different to tell your story into a listening container. Yes, it is. That's a very different it process really, really than is. just telling your story. And you can just see people kind of yeah. tuning it out. Right. And you have a need to tell it, but there's no reception. Right. There's not there a really strong it. witness. Yeah. yeah mm -hmm. But when there's a strong witness, mm -hmm. as mm -hmm. you say, you find yourself 
saying things or discovering things you didn't know of and before. And it's, it's, it's a healing process, not just some rote yak, yak, yak kind mm-hmm. of thing. So, I mean, that's really the intention is this is, is a healing process and a moving through and a moving beyond because this is a chapter of your life, but what we want is to move from this chapter. When you're done with that chapter, what's next? I don't believe anything is ever, you know, complete forever, but now it's time to write something else, to live something else. And for every individual, that timeline varies. Oh, absolutely. It's not something like, okay, six months, this should be it. Yeah, no. You'll know. You'll know. (laughs) You'll know. Oh, Cheryl. (laughs) You'll know when you're done. (laughs) You'll know when you're done. Oh, Cheryl, I want to thank you so much for being part of the New Dimensions Cafe today. Thank you, Justine. I've been here with Cheryl Crowder. She is the author of Surviving the Storm, a workbook for telling your cancer story. And if you want to know more about her and her workshops and her talks and her work, go to her website, CherylCrowder.com. And she spells her name C-H-E-R-Y-L Crowder, K-R-A-U-T-E-R. Or you can get there through the New Dimensions website, newdimensions.org. I'm Justine Willis-Toms. Thank you for joining us on the New Dimensions Cafe. I invite you, please join us again. You've been listening to the New Dimensions Cafe. This series of shorter interviews features many of the remarkable guests also featured on our internationally syndicated one-hour New Dimensions radio series. To access more than a thousand hours of programs, to subscribe to our newsletters, or to become a member, please visit us at newdimensions.org. New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You, too, can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support.